This is episode 75 of the Creative Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Benji, and today's guest is Asal Dean. She is a burnout and wellness coach, an oncology pharmacist, and creator of Gratitude Grams. I'm really excited about this episode where we talk about silence and how she went on a silent retreat for 10 days and learned about the Vipassana meditation and we're going to share with you her experience and how this can help you as a creative. So please stay tuned for this inspiring and beautiful episode. listening to the Creative Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Benji. I'm an artist, art educator, and creative coach. I'm here to share my journey and experience with you. I also interview other artists and creatives and share their words of wisdom. I believe we were all born to create. It just takes a little bit of practice, patience, and persistence to get to where you want to be. So please stay tuned for a magical episode. Hi, Asal. Thank you again for joining me here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to connect with you today and to also share about just my experience and, and what I value in spending time alone and in silence. In silence. Yes, I'm so excited about this one. So please tell us a bit more about yourself. We, we had a a podcast before on gratitude and the work that you do, but please tell our audience again to remind them. That would be great. Yes, thank you. So uh, my work, I, I'm an oncology pharmacist and I also work in the realm of wellness and self-care. My work initially started with guiding people in practicing gratitude, and that's really evolved into coaching individuals on supporting them in stepping out of burnout and living a more well-rounded life. Um, In addition to that, I lead events on human connection, and um, and it's it's been really a sweet, sweet journey so far, and I'm excited to see where it continues to go. Beautiful. What inspired you to go on a Vipassana silent retreat? Okay, it's a great question. So for those of you who don't know what Vipassana is, Vipassana um, is, a, is a type of meditation. It's a meditation center that's all a uh, meditation practice, actually, where there are centers all over the world and anyone and Everyone can attend a 10-day silent meditation retreat, and you can attend as many times as you want, and you just need to apply and be committed to learning and honoring the practice, and it's not faith-based in any way, and uh, my first Vipassana, I've only done one, and I do plan to do multiple ones throughout my lifetime if um, if I can get there. Uh, I, I did my first one in 29 Palms in California, Southern California. And what inspired me to do that, uh, was a couple of different factors. I got into mindfulness and the mindfulness, a mindfulness practice and meditation a few years ago. And then I was 
part of this UCLA program for a year and with Mark. And that's also a, a great organization that provides different classes and whatnot. But being in that community and, and around that headspace, I I found myself gravitating towards experiencing something that would leave a tremendous impact in my life. And prior to even getting into this meditation practice, I had a friend who, and he's like a mentor as well. He had told me, you should do Vipassana. If there are, if there are two things in life that I encourage all my, my children and the, the people that I work with to do, one of them is do the Vipassana retreat. And so I had attempted to apply and to get in prior to the pandemic, and it just didn't work out. And it was my intention for 2022 to do it, to, to get in. And I remember I was in Arizona at the time, and I was sitting in my hotel room, and I just pulled up my laptop, and I, I knew that the online registration was for that day. And I applied and within 24 hours, I was accepted. And I thought, okay, I'm in flow. I meant to do this. And so I contacted my boss when I got back from my travels and I'm like, hey, I need to leave again for another 10 days <laughs> in April because I got accepted to, to attend this retreat. So on the phys in the physical realm of things, uh, from my mentors, from being surrounding myself in a community of mindfulness and, um, and a meditation practice. And then from within, I just was craving something to, to experience something like just to be with myself because not talking for 10 days, I have never, I had never experienced that before. And I thought, well, if all these people all over the world for so many years have been doing this. Why can't I? And what 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 would my experience look like? And so awesome. I applied and I did it. And it was it was magical. It was great. Yes. And I've had several friends do yeah. this. And mm -hmm. so when you did, because I'm a bit closer to you, I was able to hear so much more than from the other people I know that have done it. And so it was uh, so interesting and I've always wanted to, but I heard about it after I got married and had kids. Mm -hmm. Had I known about it before, I would have definitely um, tried it out. And, but there are ones that are, cause my sister has done the three, I think three or four day ones, the weekend. I know the 10 days are better. Mm -hmm. But for the people who can't do the 10 days for some reason, because of kids or family obligations, mm -hmm. work, mm -hmm. there are the other options, right? Absolutely. It's not through the Dhamma org, the, through the it's not the Vipassana experience, but there are other organizations. Absolutely. You're right. There are other organizations and nonprofits and programs that do host and support um, individuals in experiencing what a silent meditation retreat looks like and the intentions behind them. And there's different ones, you know, there's the beauty, the beautiful thing about meditation and mindfulness is that the, there are different ways of practicing. And I think that's one thing with, um, 
when someone takes on the experience of being silent with oneself and practicing mindfulness. And and when you're practicing and experiencing it, you kind of discover this works for me. This doesn't, this is triggering. This is challenging. I want to, I want to work towards this and you find what works for you and what doesn't. And you take deeper steps into that practice. Yes. If that makes sense. Like I've, I've worked with different meditation teachers before and I found that with Vipassana, I was very connected to my body. And that was a very enlightening experience for me and realizing like what the, from the foundational, like the core lessons that I learned from, from the, the meditation experience, like it was very much in alignment with what I value and what I want to continue doing in my life. Yes. And, and I, wanted to bring you on because I feel it's so important to incorporate that in the creative practice. It's good to go into that silence for ideas and downloads to come through because there's just so many distractions in the world. Mm -hmm. And when we can silence that mind and not have so many of those distractions, then more creativity can come in and we can experience so much more than when we're out there in the crazy hectic world. Absolutely. And to, in addition to that, it's not just the creativity coming out, it's your inner voice speaking and you being able to hear it. So, um, I'm, I'm going to be mindful of like what I share about my Vipassana experience because, everyone's experience is different, is different, can be different, will be different, is different. We are all different human beings. And I don't want to put that imprint on whoever has, whoever is interested in in doing a a 10 day silent meditation and hasn't yet. At the same time, I will share some of my experiences of what I, what came to my mind during those moments of being silent Yes. When I didn't ex- experience when I didn't expect to hear or listen or or experience whatever was within me. Yes. Um and in addition to that um before going into the details of of um my my silent meditation experience I wanted to touch on the idea of the importance of just being silent with oneself. Because some of us may not think we can do 10 days alone in silence. And that means no cell phone, no writing, no reading, no talking, nothing. You're just silently meditating, maybe walking, eating, sleeping, showering, brushing your teeth, and that's it. And so that that could be challenging for some people. And so the other opportunities are sitting with yourself for five minutes, just in complete silence. Yes. Like this. Like a few seconds seems sometimes really long because we don't pause. And so, um, and I do find myself craving and, and for the people that I work with, I also encourage them spend time alone, spend time alone in silence. And that doesn't necessarily mean um, sitting at home. It could be, 
mean going to the park and just walking in silence. Your phone is away. You're fully disconnected or walking by the water or even standing in the shower. And the, the water obviously is making noise, but you're in silence. Like you're, there's the silence of there's no other external stimuli coming at you. You are just with yourself. And if you can focus on being so present in that moment and cutting everything else out, what shows up for me, for you from within you. And that's that inner voice starting to talk or the creative ideas like, you know, like they're just like firing like little bolts. I mean, that that's my experience. Right. Uh, And, and sometimes it's also to gain clarity. Like if you're not sure of something, to sit there and let go. Don't let your, don't be a, don't be, don't let the the thoughts take over you, but take a step outside of your thoughts and, and practice that awareness of what are my thoughts about? What are my wants? What, what, what is, where, where is my, where am I gravitating towards, whether it's creating something or stopping something and starting something new or whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's the portion I wanted to talk about in terms of just being silent with oneself. I think it's really important. The concept that I like to call it is it's, it's either mindful meditation or me time, whatever that me time is. It's we 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 have that opportunity to give that to ourselves, and we need to be mindful to make that time for ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And so whatever you can share. Yeah. What was it like there? And my question is also in the beginning, was your mind going like crazy in a bit? I mean, I guess like, was it, did it keep going? I call it the monkey brain, you know, yeah. where it, it just keeps going, going, going. And then maybe towards the end, did it quiet down more? That's the, <laughs> yes. So, okay. Uh, which I'll, I will answer first what I received during my experience in terms of creativity and my creative endeavors during my 10 day meditation, silent meditation. And then I'll address the, um, like my mind racing and the thoughts racing and then my mind quieting down. Mm -hmm. So uh, during that time, um, when you're in silence, you have an opportunity to walk, you can go on walking breaks. And so when I was walking, not during my meditation times, but when I was actively walking, what's the idea that constantly came to my mind was I need to write a book. Mm. And I have resisted writing a book for many years, many, many years. And the book just kept coming up and I'm like, okay, this year I will make it a point to at least start writing something to share my story, to inspire people, because I know there are so many people in my shoes being a young healthcare professional and being burnt out and um, also seeking, like, how can I live a more enlightened, grateful life? So the book idea came to mind. The other one was my human connection events. Post-COVID, I really put a pause on all of that. And pre-COVID or during COVID. And 
um, and I'm getting back into it. And so I have started to invest a lot of my time and energy in creating these human connection events and, um, and expanding on that. And, and in, in terms of expanding, like scaling it where I never thought things could be possible because I'm afraid and I'll be the first to share it. Um, but to just try because that inner voice was telling me like, you got to do it. Um, and I, I want to interrupt just for a minute because yeah. a lot of times that inner voice is also saying, what are you doing? You can't do this. What are you even thinking? So there are two, I feel like that are yes. fighting with each other. Yes. And it's silence can bring out the the better voice <laughs> it it right it, well and that's the thing it's because there's no external stimuli and you're just with yourself yes and those points for me my experience was halfway through so around like day five day six it started getting really loud that's all I would think about the book human connection events and then the other one, which I haven't tapped into yet, but I'm going to do it. It's um, uh, intention, like intention, uh, like workshops or events, but with making with jewelry. Mm. So making bracelets and then partnering with different organizations to get people to be creative, but also so mindful of whatever their intentions are that they're wearing it every day. And I, and I do have mine as well. And, um, and that's something that I, I, again, I haven't started yet, but that was the third creative idea for myself. Um, that really spoke to me during, during my Vipassana experience. In addition to that, um, I will say when you're creative, as a creative soul, I think we are all very sensitive. Yes. So things start for, again, for me, I started thinking about people who have impacted my life, people that I didn't think about for years. I'm talking like 20 years. Wow. These people would just like boop, show up in my mind. And I'm like, oh my God, whoa. And how did this person impact me? And I realized that, again, being intentional with creativity in mind, that these, the people who have come into my life, how they have impacted me as a human being and what I, what I am committed to creating on a creative level for the world. And I understand like I'm all about wellness and, and self-care and stepping out of burnout, but I'm also very creative and honoring that. And this, this meditation uh, definitely opened my eyes to valuing and honoring, like hold on to your creativity and continue to incorporate that in whatever you do, because there's only one of you. And you are, you know, give it a shot. You're meant to do this. If you don't put it out there in the world, how, how are you going to not only express yourself, but inspire others to maybe put out whatever that it is that they want to put out or inspire them to live a more connected life or, or whatever the intentions are be behind that creative project. 
I love that. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, that's what I got from the, from around like day five from what I remember. And it was by the end of it, I was like, and I, because you can't write, Mm -mm. I found myself like holding on to certain ideas and I wish that I could write, but I, I was, I really, I did this experience with a lot of integrity and I, and I spoke to you, you have like office hours and you can talk to your meditation guide. And the few questions that I asked during those 10 days, one of them was, I have so much I want to write, but I can't, I'm scared I'm going to forget. And she said to me, she said, uh, that's, that's part of, this is part of your process. Wow. I know either it will come back to you or it's, um, what's the word called? Not that it'll come back to you, but it's, it's in there. It's subconsciously in there. This is part of the, it will start showing up when it's meant to show up. That's meant to. Yeah. And learning to let go, even to let go of that, to have that attachment of, because that, that I saw that as insecurity and fear within myself versus, okay, this idea is here. And if I forget, I have faith that either a better idea is going to come around or when the timing is right, something will trigger my mind to remember again and to move forward. And for the things that were really important, the, the creative um, ideas that came, that did come to mind, they, they stuck with me. Wow. Yeah. So that, that's, um, is there, do you have any other follow-up questions in terms of the, the creativity portion? And then I can go, go back to the, the, the silencing of the mind and, and my thoughts. Yeah. I think you touched on so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when people, when I, several creatives I have interviewed said like the ones who paint said, yeah, just painting is a meditation for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I hear this, I always think, wow, if more of us can incorporate all these modalities into mm-hmm. our lives, because it's already there, mm-hmm. we already feel it when we're creating. Mm-hmm. So this just enhances it, whether it's the sound bath, silent retreat, mm-hmm. um, meditating, um, there are just so many different ones where it just makes it better. Better. And I think you, you honor what's within for it to come out. Like you invite it to show up for you. Uh, I'm really glad that you actually brought this up. I was thinking about, so I don't, I, this was about a year ago, year and a half ago, I started drawing on terracotta pots Mm -hmm. and and that was a very meditative and healing experience for me because I was going through um just there was like a very intense shift in my life and looking back now those drawings of women was a representation of like having a zen life and for me, and I would spend hours on these pots, just drawing by myself with the, with the marker, <laughs> black marker. And I'm 
I've learned that whether it's the sound bath meditation, so the sound coming in and getting you into that um, very deep state or actively doing something where you're so focused, but it's mindless kind of because it's you're just in creative flow or sitting in silence or running. I know like runners, runners experience this as well. Um, there's so many different, different ways you can go about doing this. And the, also the amount of time that you spend, you allocate towards it. Again, it could be a few minutes or it could be hours, uh, that contribute that, that silent time, that me time contributes to let, let inviting that inner voice to come out and to, to, again, to honor what is it that you're seeking to create or to put out there or to just express from within yes. despite what's on the outside? Yes. Exactly. Instead of, instead of suppressing it, we tend to not trust ourselves or say, no, that's not good enough or fear gets in the way. Mm, and it does. Yeah. I, I, for many years, and sometimes still, still to this day, like I'll get in my head and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should, you know, share this or post this or create it and whatnot. And I, I personally have gotten to a point where I want, I, I don't want to have any regrets in my life. And I think to myself, if I don't do this, if I don't even give it a shot, uh, am I going to look back and say, like, I wish I should have at least tried. Yeah. And, and, and then also looking for friends who you might look up to or who may have a similar experience or had a similar experience and just asking for that support because the, the, there's one, the, um, there's one aspect to it, which is spending time with yourself, listening to your voice, knowing what you want to put out there, and then actually executing it. Yes. And that execution portion, that's where the, the other voice that you had mentioned, the one that's that outer voice that just like suppresses you to no, don't do this, or people are going to judge you or what are you doing? Or you're not good enough, or this is wacky, or this is like, who's going to even pay attention to this or actually like all these nonsense thoughts that aren't truths. Yes. Exactly. It's just thoughts. They're thoughts and they're trying to protect you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're trying course. to protect you of possibly thinking you might get hurt or um, embarrassed or humiliated. I don't know. There's a list yeah. of things that come yeah. up where, yeah. and it could come from childhood, who knows, or yeah. like society or what your parents said, or what did your the adults said when you were growing up or, or your current community, like what's around yeah. you. Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> I get, yeah, I, I, I totally hear you. And I totally get that. I I've experienced, we, I think we all experience it, believe it or not. We have all of us. And, and it's to have the courage to get out of that and to do the things that feel right for you and to mm -hmm. show who you really are and bring out your true self instead of the mask. And, yes. And, and with that, 
it's to to know that's that sometimes or maybe all the time it's hundred thousand percent okay to ask for help and support yes you don't have to do it all yourself yeah there I there have been times I've I've reached out to you I'm like hey I'm thinking of you know what do I do and or you know my friends my mentors my coaches my you know all these individuals who 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 see, who see your potential, who see the light in you, who see your talent. And sometimes you don't see it in yourself Yes, and you just need that push. And, um, so I think it goes hand in hand with listen, like the me time, the alone time, the silent time, your, your inner voice comes out. The one that again, being mindful of, we're talking about the creative world, right? Yes. And then what comes with that is actually executing it and putting it out there in the world. Yes. Uh, and my, my first experience with all of this was my gratitude grams. Mm. The, when I created those little cards, yes. I love those. <laughs> it, it, thank you. It took me six months to just sit with the idea and be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make something of this, but I finally did it. And it was just sharing with people and hearing people tell me, oh, this is a great idea. Do it, do it, do it. And I was like, all right, I have a team of like random strangers and people who are in support of this. I'm going to make this happen. So, so I think that's, so for, for you creatives out there, if you have an idea and you're nervous, email me, I'm happy to support you. I'm, I, I've been there and um, I, I want people to thrive in self-expression because yes. we only have one life to live. And we got to make the best of it. Absolutely. And yeah. so going back to the question yeah. about how was your mind in the mm. beginning of the retreat compared to the end, okay. your experience? Yeah. So I will say I'm a very busy person. I have a lot going on. I have two jobs. I travel a lot. I'm committed to my friends and my family. And and with that said, I was I was so craving to just be quiet because my mind, like so many ideas, so many things. I was like, I'm gonna take a vacation from life right now and this silent meditation. <laughs> And I knew that my thoughts would be racing because I practice meditation. I can turn the thoughts off. They don't turn off hundred percent, but I, I can like definitely scale it down. So I will say when I, the first night that you, when you go into silence, there was a sense of peace and ease knowing like, I don't have to think about anything, but being with myself for the next 10 days. However, when you're silent, then your awareness is incredibly heightened. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I was in silence and you eat silently. So I started, my thoughts started gravitating towards how I hold my fork, how often I chew, how much I'm eating what I'm drinking, what I chose to drink that day. So the 
thoughts were, they weren't racing anymore, but they were just more focused on in that present present during the meditation. Uh, I do have a very wandering mind (laughs) and that's the point of meditating. I mean, with the Vipassana practice, how they teach you, it's always like coming back to and focusing. It's either your breath or your body. and, And you learn that they teach you, they teach you how to do it. So it was a lot of getting myself back to being focused. And I would say thousands and and sometimes it's exhausting because you you know you're like oh my god my thoughts like how did I even get to where I'm at right now I need to go back to you know like a child in a swing just case it it was like a wave so there were days or moments throughout the day where it was really really loud and then there were times where I was so quiet. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. So nice. <laughs> this is so nice. Like, this is what, like, I was, I was, ele- like, I was levitating from my seat. And so before, cool. yeah, before I left, I was very, like, like, I, I remember like I had a taste of like, okay, I can turn my, I can just get into the meditation. Yeah. It's because you're stripped of sound, writing, your phone, visuals, television, music. Um, Did it, did it help your intuition? Oh, that's a good one. Did it help my intuition? I think it. Like it made choices, you know. It helped me. It didn't help my intuition. My intuition is already there. I'll I'll say this. It helped me trust my intuition more. Mm. So the intuition is there. It's just. What are you oh, going to yeah, do? It's with always it? there. It's always there. What are you going to do with there. it? Yeah. And, and yeah. I feel like as kids, uh, we, not all, but have been taught not to trust it where adults might say, oh, it's just in your head and mm-hmm. don't, you know, and don't think about it or, and I always tell my daughter, like, how do you feel? Like, what are you feeling right now? What is your intuition telling you? That inner voice, that quiet yes. voice. You can't explain it, but it's just, yeah, yeah. For for me personally, and for someone who believes in intuition, I know a lot of people don't. That I was like, oh, my connection to my intuition is stronger. Yeah. Tying this again back to the for the creatives out there in the world, the book. I my intuition kept telling me, you got to write a book. Mm. have to write the book. I'm not a writer. I'm a pharmacist. I'm very science-based and I'm creative. Like I, I do creative things. I don't write. And I, and I, I kept battling in like the, the, the present asal, the asal that's out there in the everyday world. Like, no, you're not going to write a book. Like, what is this book? Like how, why me? What do I have to share with the world? 
However, the, the, that inner voice kept telling me, you know, write the book. You have to write the book. You have to write a, the book about the, the patients that you worked with, the impact that they had in your life, where that got you today, what you're doing with it now. How can you inspire other young professionals or people who are going through stuff? Yes. Like, what are the messages from your life experience that you, you can, you can, um, you can gift to others to learn about. And that, that ties in with the, the intuitive voice. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Did you ever get frustrated or bored from not being able to talk? What was your mind like? thinking or going through and like, okay, this has been day six and I just want to go and do the, you know, go out to lunch, you know, with my friend right now, I'd rather be doing that. <laughs> so I didn't want to leave. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want to come back. I was like, I could do this for another 20 days. Wow. Really okay with it. Uh, I think it was because like, because I started connecting with, with myself and I'm someone I have spent many, um, I've spent extensive like um, moments and days with myself alone. I like my me days. I went to Mexico alone for a a little over a week um, earlier this year. One of the best trips of my life. Just being by the water in this beach town alone and journaling. I mean, I was journaling and I was doing yoga and, you know, but it was a lot of me time. It was, and I was quiet, quiet to myself. So I, and I re-energized that way too. A lot of people think I'm extroverted, but I I've learned that actually it's a lot of just spending time alone. So not being able to speak. No, didn't. I wasn't frustrated in that sense. I'll tell you what did frustrate me. I wanted to create. Mm. I couldn't. I know. That's what I think about. I'm like, oh, that would be. <laughs> that. That's where <laughs> I found my. Yeah. Always thinking about creating. Uh-huh. What can I do uh-huh. next? What can what I can... bring, put out there next? Uh, what, what, you know, I was, that was the only thing. The, the, from what I remember, um, I was, I was like, I cannot wait to get to my car and rip out that journal and start bullet pointing all the things that I want to do. Cause I don't want to forget these yes. thoughts, these ideas. And who, who do I need to call? What do I need to do? How can I get this project started? Um, it was, that's where I got frustrated. Cause I was like, I have to sit through this and I have to finish it. And, and I hope that I don't forget these ideas. And, um, not only do I hope that I don't forget these ideas, but that the energy that I had in that moment, that it stuck with me, mm-hmm. that force of, of, the thoughts, like what to put out there, who, like how to really get the ball rolling. Yeah. Again, I have worked on myself to to independently do that. I know we had touched on like, if you need the support, go and ask, don't stop, don't hold yourself back. You know, the ideas out there, it's time to execute. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, that was to answer your question. That's what I got frustrated with because I couldn't create. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I can relate if, if I went, I'm sure. And I don't know, I'd have that feeling too. I, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but I will say uh-huh. that I wanted to add this. The pro to not creating is that then your ideas start to heighten even more. Yes. And you start branching out into other ideas because you're not physically doing now your mind is working. So you're winning either way. You have a pause, which a creative pause, which is important as well. Yes. It's the creative pause. And, and it's, um, I, I sense that cause you're, you're meant to be in that, whatever that moment is, if like you're committed to those 10 days, for example, um, that it's serving you so well that when you're out of it, it's, you, um, whatever you're going to create is, is really, uh, a product of what you were experiencing during that time. Yes. And you had mentioned that there were several people there that was their second or third or fourth, like they've done this several times. Yeah. I met people from Brazil. I've met people like all over the world. Um, This one in Southern California, there are a lot of Californians. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's really cool. Like I know someone who's been there, who's not not to that center specifically, but who has done the Vipassana 10-day meditation for I think like 12 times. Wow. Mm-hmm. And all over throughout the world, not just. I, I'm sure it also helps you regulate your emotions, like to pause before you get upset or angry or you snap at someone or say something you might regret yes so victor frankel has this quote between stimulus and response there's that space and and i'm not forgive me it's not the exact quote but but between stimulus and response there's that space and that and within that space we have a choice that's what you own and yes, with the mindfulness practice, uh, meditation practice, what it teaches you is the way the practice is set to be, and and you as the individual doing it, that that practice then starts dissipating throughout your outside world, your life, and it's that raised awareness of your connection to your body and your mind and um we're always in a constant state of change nothing is forever and being mindful of that yes and then also like are you going to react to that response or can you just be present with it and what are you going to do yes exactly and that's just one of the many things i learned from the meditation practice but yes and it's also donation based, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's you just pay whatever you can pay. Um, you don't have to pay anything if you don't want to. It's all donation based. The entire organization and all of their facilities are run by volunteers. So once you've done the 10 day silent meditation retreat, you can go and volunteer um, in the kitchen 
area to make food. The meals are made by volunteers every single day, fresh. It's very clean, delicious, good food, clean facilities. Um, and, and then you can also donate and the donations really a hundred percent of it goes back into maintaining the centers, building them, expanding them. And it's, it's really a beautiful com community to be part of. And you have no obligation. Like the way that it was founded was that everyone should have access to this. To this, yes. I wonder, like, it would be interesting to talk to the person who, from their first experience, what that was to their 12th experience and mm -hmm. the growth they had and what each one brought them. Mm -hmm. That would be an interesting conversation and probably a beautiful conversation to have. And people really cool. do it for many different reasons. Sometimes it's to reset. Sometimes it's, again, self-discovery or they're going through a tough time or a, one chapter is closing, a new one is opening or or just wanting to be in that space. Because when you meditate, so this was another thing. I, I didn't bring this up, but when you're in that space meditating with a group of people, it's really powerful. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's that collective energy. It amplifies. And you're very safe. Everything. Very yes. safe. Oh yeah. And that's another thing I, I wanted to share is that when you're in a safe space and you learn to be safe with yourself, that's when your voice really starts to speak up too. Yes. And for some of us, it may take a little longer and that's okay. I invite you to just stay consistent with it. I think it's so important. You were talking about that earlier is taking time to be with yourself. So yeah. many of us run away from ourselves and attach ourselves to other people to give us company, to make us feel better, to say the right words and all that is so temporary because at the end of the day, you're going to be with you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's, it's important. I, I didn't realize the importance until I remember one friend was like, yeah, I go have lunch by myself. And I was like, you do? I've never, I've never done that or go to the movies by myself. Mm -hmm. And it's never dawned on me to do that. And then after that, I started to doing slowly, I started doing things by myself that I'd never done before. Like, oh, just get, have lunch and read a book at a cafe. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's something I feel many run away from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And I invite people to really take it on to try it. I, this past year, I've gone to concerts alone I have, I went dancing alone. I went, I've traveled alone. I go to restaurants alone and I, some, and I, sometimes it's intentional. I, I just want to be alone. And, and my friends will ask me like, Oh, did you meet anybody? Did you talk to anybody? And I'm like, nope. And I didn't want to just wanted to experience it alone. And I'm okay with that. I like it. That's a gift. That's a gift to give yourself. Yeah people see it as why, why would anyone want to be by themselves? But then I feel what society has told us is that being alone is not a good thing. 
but I don't because I like my there are times where I just shut the door you know my studio space and I'm like okay family I need my time and they know whereas in the beginning it was like why is mom just locking herself or my husband why is she just locked up in her room and now he understands she needs that time to reset and Mm -hmm. to come Mm -hmm. back (laughs) <laughs> or, or sometimes it's not even like, re, like, yes, resetting. Or for me, I like to spend time alone with myself to regroup my thoughts. Regroup. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's regroup. Your and, thoughts. And, yes. And, and be intentional with my time. Like, okay, I've given myself this me time. I feel really energized now that I'm going to go back to reality and back to connecting with people and back to all my commitments. Where am I going to allocate all of this time so that I can show up a hundred percent for, for my community, for what I'm up to, for, for where I put my time and energy to. Another thing I, I just came to me is that I'm sure you become a, more present because I've noticed it with you. You were before when someone talks to you and you're really listening, you're listening to them. You're not interrupting. Like, I feel like that's, and that's something I am trying to be more aware of. And especially doing these podcasts have taught me Mm-hmm. let the person finish Don't, because I would listen to myself. I'm like, wow, I interrupted them a lot. So oh, let them, let okay. them finish. And then I'm able to bring that into my own life as well, where I'm like, okay, let them finish and then speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you um, mentioning like being present with people. Yeah. That, I think that comes with mindfulness. Yeah. Practicing mindfulness. Yeah. And also being comfortable with silence. Yes. And and that's something because I, I was a very, very shy person and I was silent a lot and it made people uncomfortable and I would notice it. And inside I would kind of <laughs> like, like kind of giggle inside like, and and seeing that at a young age made me think like why is this so bad like why is it bad to be quiet why is it bad not to talk so much you know it's i think that's a gift too when people come the the quiet people come the shy people come into this world Mm-hmm. why is it because they're the ones who are observant and who are more mindful of what comes out of their mouths why mm-hmm. is that so for me it's also bringing that awareness that if your child is shy or they're mm-hmm. quiet it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. and and look at me now like I I talk and I do these uh, podcasts and mm-hmm. I share my work and so but but it's in a way that now um, is a positive way and it's I, I came out of that fear mm-hmm. and and coming to that realization that talking isn't mm-hmm. always a bad like 
You don't have to worry about saying the wrong things all the time. But there's also this beauty in the silence. And mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. 100%. And I really appreciate you sharing your experience. And I, if it's all right, I'd like to share my experience that mine, mine was the opposite. So mm. <laughs> the opposites I, attract, right? That's why yeah. we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Opposite in terms of for people who personally know me or being in social settings. And I, and I don't mean to say this to toot my own horn or anything. I just, I know this about myself. I can walk into a room of hundreds of people and, and, and engage with the entire room. Oh, and yes. I've seen it. I've seen yeah. it. And that's a quality I always admired. And oh, I could not bring myself to do, I've gotten better, but yes, it's a gift. Thank you. And, and I will say, so, um, I'm just being very open and transparent. So years ago, I would go to these like events and people like, I didn't know a lot of people. And before walking in, I'm like, all right, it's game time. How many people am I going to meet? How loud am I going to be for people to notice me, to see me, to gravitate towards me? And uh, I, I, I've mastered it. I think I've mastered it, mastered it to the point that I'm comfortable doing. And over the years, though, I realized I was exhausted and I was like, how did that serve me? What was the point of me doing that mm. or showing up to a group of people in front of a group of people to do that? And sometimes I, I would, it wasn't even me. My friends would, would be like, oh, you talk or you lead or whatever. And from this mindfulness practice and working on myself and working with people, uh, I have found myself like enjoying going to social events and just talking to one or two people in the corner and being so, so present. I just want to listen and hear what this person has to say. And when I do that, then my question, the questions start coming out. Um, I recently met someone and this person, he was like, you are the queen of questions. You, <laughs> you ask these kinds of questions. Like no one has asked me these kinds of questions before. How do you do it? And I'm like, I just, I'm listening to you mm -hmm. and I'm curious about you and I want to get to know you. And, and the only way for me to do that is to give you the opportunity to share. If I'm talking, how are you speaking? Yes. And so many people don't do that. And it's, it's something to be aware of when you, when you have a conversation with someone, mm -hmm. everyone loves to be heard and to be yeah. seen. And yeah. And I was, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, on top of that, I was going to say that it's another mindfulness practice. Yes. Because majority of us are, as the other person is speaking, we're already thinking about how am I going to respond? Yes. Yes. Versus let me, what is the, what is the greatest gift I can give to a human being? And that's my time and attention. Yeah. And I really strive for that. And when you can do that, then, um, 
that mindfulness. And again, I think it ties into like being with yourself, being present, practicing, practicing the alone time, the quiet time. So instead of being go, 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 and being uncomfortable, familiarizing yourself, your body, your mind, your thoughts to a very quiet, safe, silent place, however that may show up for you. And then how, how, how can you show up for others to create that? to then create meaningful connections and to give yourself permission to take that pause, mm-hmm. whether it is to take that time out for yourself and be alone with yourself, or when you're talking to someone, it's okay. If there's that pause in between asking questions, just being present, because we have to, we feel like we have to fill up that quiet space all the time. Mm-hmm. And it becomes uncomfortable for us mm-hmm. and to let go of that and just be okay with quiet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for, for us who, who are comfortable with that, sometimes it still, still can be uncomfortable. Yes. And that's okay too. That's okay too. Yes. I think leaning into it. Leaning into it. Life comfortableness. Is- being on a constant journey of growth and self-discovery yes so where can people find you and possibly have a coaching session with you do you incorporate this now in your coaching yeah i do actually so it i i started a um i'm i'm going to be launching an, a 12-week program so i currently work with private clients but I'm also doing, um, I'm launching a 12-week program where it's uh, in a group setting. And one of the fundamentals, one of the fundamental lessons is me time. And me time incorporates just time to yourself. Um, there's also another fundamental um, lesson that's mindfulness and meditation, but again, everybody is different and taking the time to discover within yourself what resonates with you. So uh, to, to answer your question, people can find me on Instagram at Asaldine. I do have a website, asaldine.com, or they can email me personally, asal at asaldine.com, or uh, they can reach me through you, Cheryl. Yes. <laughs> Um, I work with people who really want to get on that journey of, of stepping, whether, whether you're burnt out or not, but majority of us are, uh, creating the, your best life, um, and enjoying it and, and what comes with that and, and being there to discover that. Beautiful. Thank you, Asal, for being here with me again today and being so supportive. Of course, I feel honored. Yeah, I I couldn't wait to interview you after your, I remember we talked about it and I'm like, interview you after your retreat and it happened. So it was a beautiful conversation. I hope a lot of people hear this and, uh, and, uh, or whoever's meant to. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me again. And, uh, if, if people have questions, feel free to reach out to us. Yes, absolutely. Supportive community of inspiration and creativity, expanding creativity and, um, what's tied in with that. And I think definitely listening to your inner voice and having that 
time to yourself, that silence um, is key. 100%. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share my experiences and uh, what I think is, uh, is of contribution to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's Creative Spirits podcast. If you would like to get to know me better, you can go to my website, CherylBenji.com, or follow me on Instagram at CherylBenji underscore art. If you would like a creative coaching session with me, please contact me through my website. You can also join my Creative Spirits Facebook group or Saturday Night Live Art Shows Facebook group. Please follow and share with anyone that might be interested in this podcast. It would mean the world to me. I believe in the butterfly effect and spreading the good vibes into the universe. You never know who you will impact by sharing. Love and light and magic always. Thank you.